Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Ace of Spada podcast, hosted by your boy Anthony Spada. And on today's episode, I am joined by not only a coach of the team I belong to, Tomanek Trained, but also a teammate as well with another coach on Tomanek Trained, Keely. Um, and the guest is Haley Broich. Um, man. This was an episode, guys. We go into everything about parasympathetic activity, especially yoga and meditation. And we also dive into a bit of our experiences through our college years. Um, when I recorded this, we were just, I was just getting out of college. And we go through kind of our experiences through some of that life. Um, so you guys definitely want to check this episode out. And before we get to this episode, as you guys know, this podcast and myself have teamed up with Morphogen Nutrition. You can use code SPADA for 10% off all supplements. And last but not least, I also have a few coaching spots open. So if you are looking to become an ace in the deck of cards known as life and really want to make a change, not only through fitness, but mindset and nutrition, link is in the show notes to my application or just DM me on Instagram. And last but not least, tag me and Haley on Instagram. And share this with a friend. Let's get it out there. Guys, we're close to 10K, which means there may be a giveaway coming soon. So, without further ado, let's help. Let's welcome on Haley Broich. But uh, How's it going? It's a rest day. It's lovely. It's absolutely... I'm hungry, but I'm tired at the same time. It's like... You never thought like two days, like the way I, the way that Mark has my training set up is two days, one on, one, two mm-hmm. days on, one day off. So mm-hmm. I'm like, and I never thought I'd be tired, but I'm like wiped out every single time. So probably by the time we're done this, I'll probably end up taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, you need it. You might, that's what rest day's for, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. You're not working yet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I get really bored though. That's the one thing with my rest days is like, I'm like, like, what do I, it's like, what do I do? So I try to fill my, I try to fill my rest days with these. So I usually perfect one at a time. I usually I do one, one a day because two a day goes way too far for me. Yeah. I could see how that's a lot. Um, It fries my brain. Once you start working though, you'll be like, (laughs) you won't, yeah, you won't be bored on your rest days. (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah. I got like another month until that. I got like another month and a half until that starts. So we're going to enjoy it. We're going to enjoy the next few months of just not having to do as much, just work out, eat food. (laughs) Well, my mom, my mom actually says this. She's like, what are you coming? What are you coming down here and do? And I'm like, making more food she's like it's all you do and I'm like it's all I yep. have to do it's like what else do I have to do around my own house right now like yeah I don't have school so it's like well, that's okay so I'm free chilling probably one of the last times in your life that it's like that yeah. <laughs> until yeah, you we'll, retire so yeah we'll see hopefully yeah yeah but hopefully I'm doing what I like to do I mean yes. I, the job I have I love I love what I'm gonna be doing so good good I'm not too worried about that's all that it. matter. So yeah, that's that's really all that matters. So as long as I get to do that and I can fit in bodybuilding, it's fine. Everything's the world will be all sunshine and rainbows, <laughs> as they say. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, no, how are you doing? How's everything good. going? How was how was good. the yoga session today? It was good. Yeah, I taught a yoga class this morning and then I trained legs. Um <laughs> that sounds how does that work? Like I could never First of all, I can't, I tried to do yoga like back, like I remember our high school coach used to make us do it for lacrosse. Uh-huh. And back then I was a lot, I was like 130 pounds. So like I could easily do it. But mm-hmm. like now I'm like, I can't do that shit. Like I it's used to be hard. able to put my foot behind my it's head. Different. Like it was really funny. Like I, I used to be able to do that. Like that. <laughs> I can't, I just can't do anything flexible anymore. I'm I'm fully. That's why you need yoga. I know. I need that. The I need thing this. about yoga, to me, I was thinking about this this morning. It's like the physical practice, that part that you're thinking, like, oh, you know, what we're doing with our bodies, the flexibility, like that's only one of eight pieces of yoga. And, oh, really? And to me, like, it's not the main one anymore. Um, my my yoga practice and and mindset around yoga has really shifted. Um. 
but that's still, you know, that's what most people think of when they think of yoga is like, I don't know, folding yourself in half or twisting into a pretzel. Um, sure, it's fun, but, um, and it's important. And, you know, we see how it influences our training and our bodybuilding, but there's so much, it's, it's more of a mindset to me at this point than anything. So there's, but we'll get you in some yoga. We'll get you. So there's <laughs> we'll get eight- you on the class. So Same there's, I have the weekend classes on zoom. We'll see you there next week. I, I need to do, I need to sign up for one of these. Cause I actually been talking with Caitlin about doing these and she's like, these are godsend. And I'm like, oh, I might need to do so them. So, so if it ends up landing, so if you, when do you usually do them? Weekends. This is, um, this is a Saturday quick plug. Or Sunday, depending on the week where like, I hate that answer because I want it to be consistent, but it's kind of been based on like what everyone can do this weekend. will be Sunday. Okay. Morning, might, weekend morning. I might need not to. I can't do it this week. I got a podcast to do it Sunday. <laughs> LOL. I'm recording all the time. We can pick another time. <laughs> we will. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So there's so there's eight pieces to yoga. Mm-hmm. Really? So what? So what are the other? So so it's so, physical, <laughs> and then I feel like there's another one with. Sorry, I'm kind of speaking before you go, but no, I'm you're fine. Listening. Um, I feel like there's a part where it's more mental and kind of just a relaxation from a mental standpoint like yes it seems like it's a struggle but it's also kind of like meditation in a way right yeah yeah so (sighs) yoga is a very ancient practice and um the eight pieces come from uh maybe sort of the father of yoga his name is patanjali and, um, the first two pieces, the, the physical asana practice, like what we think of, especially in America is the third piece. The first two have to do with like the morals and the ethical codes, like these guidelines sort of that maybe we should live by, um, their suggestions of course for yoga, but I think they very much apply to the rest of life. Um, and so the first two pieces are the, the, the morals and the ethical guidelines, like how you should live inwardly and out outwardly. Um, and then the physical practice is the third piece, meditation, and we continue, um, and, and so on and so on through the next several. Um, and, you know, we get into meditation and, and breath work and concentration. And um, the final is yoga has its own language and it's Sanskrit. Um, it's the ancient Indian language and the word for the eighth limb or the eighth piece is samadhi or um, a higher level of consciousness, right? So that's really what we're practicing for. Um, Many times yoga teachers will say the physical practice is to strengthen the body in order to be able to sit in meditation, right? Like if you've ever sat for a while, it's hard. it's, it's hard on your body to be able to sit and, you know, meditation practices have evolved in the last thousands of years. Um, so maybe what our meditation practice looks like was different than what theirs was, but either way, like this, this just sitting here and holding yourself in an upright position and not having to think about it so that you can meditate, um, is really where the practice came from and how it was developed and meditation doesn't have to look like that today, right? Like you can do it lying on your back. It doesn't, we can get into all of that, but, um, that's sort of where the physical practice came from originally. Okay. Cause, cause I'm trying to think of where all these different like poses came from. And I'm like, so it truly just comes from honestly, just sitting still, like just crisscross kind of applesauce, like just, yeah, to strengthen, to strengthen the body in order to do that. Yeah. So, um, Yoga has evolved a ton, but there are uh, original and ancient practices that follow a very specific sequence and you do the same postures over and over again. And every time you show up to the practice, it's the same thing. It doesn't have to be a lot of teachers don't teach that way anymore. um, But that's sort of where it originally came from. And that posture, that flow, that um, practice specifically was designed in order in order to to be able to sit. And I don't always teach meditation seated anymore. It's not always right. It's not, um, we're not all yogis, right? We're not all all showing up to this hour or hour and a half practice every day in that sense. Um, So there are a lot of different ways to approach it, but that's originally where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm used to, 
used to doing what is it like the warrior pose and everything and like the tree pose like everybody's used mm-hmm. to the same like the same three poses that are probably the most popular out of all of them yeah and it's really just interesting to see like because this kind of goes back to what me and uh keely were talking about where it comes to not not necessarily with bodybuilding yet but like it's just finding your flow and getting yes. into that state of mind where everything part of the body and i'm assuming this is basically what you described because in layman terms is the mind and the body are fully connected to each other throughout the whole thing which just creates like you being in a different state yeah fully connected but yeah you said it perfectly at the end fully connected but almost disconnected like you can let go of the outside world you can let go of how your body's feeling and really tune into um this deeper place inside of you Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, perfect. I love that. And I want to get your feeling on meditation because me and Keeler were supposed to touch on this and I didn't get to touch on this. So I want to touch on it with you because I know you're someone who preaches recovery and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt, especially in the beginning, when I did meditation, it wasn't like I got distracted. It was when I got into that state where you truly realize like what true meditation really is that it kind of, I don't know if you felt this way, but does it freak you out? In a little bit sometimes. Like when you I just can get see where you're coming it. from with that. It's like, whoa, this is a different state of being. Yeah. Yeah. Lean into that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Lean into it. But I understand where you're coming from with that. Okay. Because I was like, because yeah. I remember first doing and I was like, well, I guess everybody when they first do it, no one, no one does it right for the first like, it takes a while. <laughs> um, the thing is right and wrong. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it comes to meditation. But like, it took me a while to fully get into that zone like quicker and quicker like that's the point if nobody if people are listening right now the point of meditation the point of practicing it is so you can get it get into that zone a lot faster and a lot quicker and you're more getting into it that's what a lot of people think a lot of people think it's just getting into that zone but it's truly practicing is truly getting into that zone a lot quicker than yeah quicker and and more often yeah and I remember just doing it and I was like, man, I was like, what is going on? I was just like, cause I fully went full deep in it. I like had like a blacked out room. Um, I can't, I can't lay down. Cause if I do laying down, I fell asleep the one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's failed, okay. Failed attempt. Relax. Failed attempt. Um, no, no such thing. But I do it kind of sitting down and I put, sure. I put my whole room like fully blacked out. And I was like, yeah. and it's weird because I'm comfortable when I'm going to go to sleep and I'm in a blacked out room. But when I was awake and I was just sitting in a chair and the room <laughs> was kind of fully blacked out, that's what, that's where I got freaked out. Like, I sure. think one of the first few times I had like a panic attack, I was like, oh my God, what is going on? I was like, yeah, like someone's watching me right now. <laughs> wow. No. So it doesn't have to be a fully blacked out room. I mean, if that's helpful to you. Um, eventually we would, we, I don't know who we is, me, yoga teachers, whatever. Eventually the goal is to be able to do this wherever, right? You were just talking about being able to get into that state faster, but also more often. And we start to live in that state. So everything that we do becomes a meditation. Um, and not that your way of practicing in a dark room is wrong. You have to start somewhere. So if that's what works for you, and then eventually you can translate that into the rest of your life and you can do it in a bright room or you can do it while you're walking or you can do it, you know, whatever it is, all your daily activities eventually sort of become this meditation. Now a meditation, a seated, like still quiet meditation practice is still important, but everything eventually becomes meditation. Yeah. Um, how'd you get into the mindset? It goes back to that. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you get in? How'd you get into all like this? Um, I wouldn't say you initially, did you initially get into it because of recovery or was it just something that you truly fell in love with? Like kind of just like learning how to practice it. Yeah. Um, I started practicing when I was in high school and mm-hmm. I think I was like, gosh, like a sophomore or a junior in high school. Um, so my background, I actually am, I'm still a competitive equestrian. Okay. Um, I know and a few people. I know a few people from my school. One of my best friends from college is actually an equestrian. No way. Yes. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So, so that was my background. And it was like anything that I could do, any, anything I could get my hands on to make myself stronger and better for that. 
Um, my horses live, I live in Ohio and my horses live in Michigan. So it was also like, okay, I get to ride on the weekends and I would go spend every weekend in Michigan. Um, but I needed something and wanted something that I could do outside of that as well. And so I really, I started yoga for the physical practice. Like most people do. I was like, okay, this will make me stronger. This will, you know, it'll make me more flexible or whatever. I don't, I don't even totally remember at that point, but I was like, I'll try a yoga class. And I was hooked. And then I actually, for whatever reason, like drifted away from it for um, a little while and came back my freshman year of college. And my perspective was totally different at that point. And I fell in love with the practice again and the physical practice, but then I learned about the rest of it. And um, very shortly after I went back to my home studio where I had been practicing in high school. Um, my studio owner announced that she was going to do another teacher training and I just felt really pulled to that. So originally, yeah, the practice was um, to make my body stronger and more flexible and, and, and better at riding. Um, but the rest of it pulled me in and really got me hooked. And I saw the way that my life changed in the way that um, I treated myself differently. And, and that's been the biggest component of it for me now is like, I know I, I mentioned, I, I mean, I have a physical practice, but to me, is it the most important? No, it's the mindset that comes with it. Yeah. You said your freshman year, I want to delve deep into this real quick because you just said, you said your freshman year of college, like your perspective changed. Like what about mm -hmm. your perspective changed? Like, was it maybe going to a different atmosphere like college where everything is, I'm just graduating. I feel like everything was like, just like a stress ball, just fully, yeah. just like, just thrown at you every different semester. It's like, you got to schedule everything out. You got to go and you got to figure out every different day is like something different, especially for someone like me. My major was more surrounded by teamwork. So mm -hmm. it was more fitting your schedule with everyone else's schedule, which could cause a lot of stress. So oh, what yeah. was the perspective <laughs> shift uh, your freshman year of college between like maybe that and where you were when you first got introduced to it in high school? Yeah, I love that question. Thank you. Because I honestly haven't thought about that very often. Um, gosh, so I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin with that. Um, just just, I think, just speak the mind. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing that came to me is, um, like you said, you're a different person when you when you get to a new place and you go away to school and I didn't go to school super far I lived on campus but you know I was close enough to home so I ended up the studio that I mentioned I practiced at in high school I um that's where I did my teacher training that's where okay. I still teach today four years later I've been there for seven eight years now um and but yeah I you know it was like starting over I was a new person I had um you know, I had moved away to school. I was figuring out who I was. I um, had gotten out of what I thought was a serious relationship at the time. And I think, uh, to be honest, that relationship consumed me a little bit. And that's the that's part of what pulled me away from my own yoga practice. Um, when I was in high school, like a junior and a senior, um, uh, I was just so focused on like other things and I wasn't focused on myself enough. Um, I wasn't taking care of my mind, my body, my spirit. Um, I, you know, this is like going to go a little bit off track, but I oh, yeah, um, okay. have like a, I have a past um, experience in history with eating disorders. And so to be honest, part of, part of the other thing that drew me to the practice was like, okay, more movement. Awesome. Like something else I can do outside of the gym. Like, and that was not, you know, not a healthy perspective, but um, going away to school forced me I don't want to say forced me to grow up. Um, I, you know, I don't want people to have that perspective of like what eating disorders are or how, how they influence, but, um, going away to school was, a was a time to start fresh and to heal my mind, my body, my spirit. And, um, to be honest, I don't remember the moment where I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to a yoga class, but it just felt right. And, um, like you said, the perspective changed. I was becoming a new person, a different person. I was figuring out who I was and what I wanted to do. Um, like your typical college student, I changed my major three or four times and, and, um, it took me a while to figure out, but yoga, yoga became the constant, like yoga became, um, 
how I took care of myself, especially when I went back to it my freshman year of school. Yeah, I, so my junior year in college, I, so I started working, so I started working at a bar my sophomore year, like sophomore mm-hmm. spring, um, met my ex-girlfriend, um, I don't know if she even listens to this, that'd be really funny if she did, um, <laughs> we're still really good friends, so it's not like it's a, it's a bad thing. Yeah, um, cool. I kind of just like lost fitness within that, like. During there was a time span during like freshman year to like halfway through sophomore year where I really lost fitness and then started to regain it back and then like kind of lost a little bit trying to maintain this relationship and it was like she lived somewhere else like she graduated and I was like a junior so it was kind of like living my life kind of not living my life Um, yeah but you know I got stuck in that. I got stuck in that exact same thing where I was like trying to find who I was that freshman year. And it really took away from me actually taking care of myself. My eating habits weren't the best. Um, I said in a post before, I think I lived off of like pizza rolls. And then I had the same meal of like chicken, black beans and like something else like every single night and like potato or something or rice, brown rice, like every single, every single day. Like that's what I lived off of, like those four items. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember, good. I remember kind of doing that, but you know, I met some of my best friends from college through that phase, but it's also like, I lost touch with who I truly was, which is when it's kind of like you, I had a calling kind of back to the gym. Yeah. Then I met my training partner, again like we we hung out a little bit freshman year because we played sports together um club sports and then it was like we regained our friendship back our senior year and it's like I was I was truly happy my senior year like that's like I was doing this I was doing a lot of things like there were a lot of different callings Mm -hmm. but it's just really interesting to see that because everybody thinks like you had to go along with the norms in college which is okay to do for like to start I say, like, at least my advice is it's okay to kind of try to fit in your first few weeks to get yeah. But after that, it's like, there's so many different things to do, depending on what school you go to, that there's going to be something that you enjoy that you could just join. So it's yeah. like, but Absolutely. I, feel you on that. I feel on that point where I was like, I lost touch with exactly who I was through that. Yeah. And it's amazing that you know, I think you're close to my age. Um, It's amazing that at this age, we know who we are and what we want. I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but I have, a lot of my yoga students are older, like um, at least my parents' age are older. And they're like, this is so amazing that you're doing this at this age and teaching and practicing. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, Because I've always grown up with older people and been surrounded by that. So I've always had that maturity level. But um, you know, I think you, I think you probably are the same way, but, um, truly a lot of people don't know who they are and sometimes they never find out. Um, and they never really get to that deep, that deep core of what's inside of them. And, um, you know, for you, that might be fitness and podcasting and, and your other job. And, and for me, that might be fitness and yoga and, and whatever and horses, it doesn't matter what it is, but like, whatever leads you to finding out who you really are, that's what you need to stick with. So for, you know, I'm sure for most of your listeners and for a lot of us, we can relate to the fitness and um, to finding out who we are in the gym and finding out what we're made of. Um, It doesn't have to be yoga. It doesn't have to be the gym. It it can be whatever, you know, as long as it's a good healthy habit. But yeah, um, I think that's a huge component of what I've found from yoga is like who I am and what my goals are and what I want to do more than, more than just my career, more than just, you know, my time in college or whatever it was. Yeah. No, I, I also find that my listeners are really surprised when they find out, like sometimes some of the newer people don't like go back all the way to the beginning. So they don't realize Mm -hmm. that I'm only 22 doing this. Yeah, And it's like, and some of my listeners are older. Like you said, like they're like, they're like in their thirties. Like some of them like comment. And they like write messages to me on like on Instagram. And I'm like, they're like, man, you have one heck of a podcast. And I'm like, 
Like, it's like those are awesome to get, but like no one really realizes that I'm only 22. It's Doesn't like matter. they're like they're like holy shit, you're that young, and I'm like yeah, I'm just a baby to truly be honest. Um, <laughs> but I've been through I enough know. to be to be like 40 years old to to, to truly be honest. Um, but it's just really interesting to see other people's perspective kind of light up when you give you saw it the other day like in i don't know if you're in the are you in the group me on the whatsapp oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah like you saw that like like today <laughs> like literally today we got that huge message from uh cat and she's she's been mentioned briefly multiple times on this podcast and <laughs> she's been one of my she's before she even joined Tomina and Mark and all of them and like a whole team, like she's been a supporter of the podcast uh, since like January. And I'm like, all right, awesome. I was like, she wrote like a huge message to me one day and I was like, this is awesome. Um, but it's so cool to kind of have that impact where it's like, you get those messages like that. Like, I don't know if you get those from yoga teaching. You probably do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's incredible to see what influence you can have at such a young age which is the cool yeah. part of social media now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, your body might be 22, but your mind and your soul has been other places. Um, Reincarnated, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know just little bits and pieces of your story and how that influences um, and, and how you mature from that. But yeah, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter how old your body is. It's your soul's in a, in a different place. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. something to teach and something to share. So don't stop. Yeah. That's the one thing I think we both got to learn is to not stop. I sometimes so do, I don't know if you get this thing where sometimes yep. I get these creative, <laughs> I get these absolute creative struggles and I will be the first person to put it out on my social media. Like, like I've posted every single day since January. And if I'm struggling to come up with something creative, I'll straight up just say it. I'm like, man, I don't have anything to post really today about. It's like, just have a happy day. It's like, at least I'm posting yeah. to someone because you never know saying having a, like have a good day or something like that. Even like that little spark of message, it might just hit somebody that needs to have that type of message. Um, so it's even though those creative blocks aren't there, it's like, it's always a struggle though. Like getting through those creative blocks really freaking sucks sometimes. And I don't know how you feel about it. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going as soon as you started. And yeah, I struggle with that sometimes too. And it helps me, um, it helps me to have a schedule and to know like, okay, here are some ideas of types of posts. Um, but to be honest, I still struggle with it too. And, and I go back and forth between wanting to put out a ton on my social media and, and wanting to go back into my shell. And, um, the only way to influence others is to keep sharing and to keep putting stuff out. So um, that's kind of a motivating factor for me on on a day where I'm like, oh, I don't really know what to say. Um, and the other thing that I find is in times when I am feeling really creative, I'll just take a whole bunch of notes on my phone or whatever, write it down. That way I'm like, okay, I have these ideas that are coming to me right now. I'm going to try to try to put them into words. And then for a day that I feel like I don't have something to share, maybe I refer back to that. Um, yeah. Sometimes is- you remember what you were getting at and sometimes you don't. Like I, I had this one from last week and I can remember the experience and being like, wow, this is going to make a really cool post. And I wrote down like a few words about it and I'm like, man, the words, like it'll come back to me, but yeah. this one has to just wait because I can't, I can't fully remember like that. I haven't gotten back to that like zone, that like state that I was in with that one. But oh, um, I, yeah, I, I think this. like you said, even just saying have a great day like someone needs that um and and you can be the influence for that yeah i i actually was i i fully know where you're coming from with the notes app with the notes app (laughs) um the amount of space i think my notes app takes up on my icloud storage is ridiculous because it has i think it has every single post since like january on there still because i that's horrible with organizing it like I have like, like I'm looking at it right now and I have like five different, I have like eight different folders and I'm like, man, these have a lot of different things in it. And I used <laughs> to be so organized with it that once I got done with school, you know, it's just like anything that comes to mind, it's like new note. It's like new note, new note, new note. And I take note of it. Um, but one thing I've been finding for my content is taking away things from conversations I have. 
like these. Yeah. Because my buddy taught me, it's going to be on an episode because he ranted about it actually on, um, on his episode is that he was like, you know what, this is where you get your content from. Is like, this is where he does it. He's like, you know where I get all my content from is having conversations with people and I make notes about it. So that's what I do. Like I have like a full, like I have a lot of guests you would say, I guess you could say I have a lot of people I recorded with. Um, yeah, I have like almost, do. I have almost like a quarter of a notebook filled with notes from people that I've recorded with so far. So I'm like, if I ever need something, I try to go back and like, remember what we talked about that day and how I make it back into content. Like, that's what I do. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have. There's so much to learn from other people in conversation, and whether you agree with it or not, there's something. There's something to take away. Um, and that's why we it do. helps me, honestly, why. to do that too. Because I think I've gotten so lost in my own little yoga, fitness, whatever world for so long that it's like when I grew up with it. So I don't, I don't have the same experiences that other people do and sometimes I'm like I don't like do people know about this do people not do they want to know about this do they not so um yeah having conversations and people asking questions or or whatever really helps and that can spark spark ideas for sharing as well and yeah. and then you know like what people want to know but otherwise if you don't know you just have to keep sharing and hope it's what yeah. they want to know <laughs> yeah um so I want to get into this because this is also where kind of my meditation practices come into which is Yes, you're supposed to kind of, I felt like there was an obligation to kind of empty my brain, but to mm -hmm. truly be honest, it's always, a lot of people don't realize that it's kind of letting thoughts go through and you recognizing the thought and then it kind of, and then you realize that it goes away like a few seconds later, like, um, but I do a lot of thinking when, um, it's not truly right, but like within my meditation, I do a ton of thinking. Like, this is where a lot of stuff comes about. Like, I found a lot of perspective in my life from doing it. I found a lot of peace, a lot of calm, but I also found, like, a lot of perspective within myself. Like, I look back at some things that I might have made, like, choices I might have made, and then I think about it and what I learned. Um, I wonder what, what do you – this is really hard to ask because it's very personal – um, what do you think about when you're doing meditation? Because some people don't think about things a lot. There's some people that fully do empty out their whole brain, but then there's some people who do get lost in the thought, but it's good to get lost in the thought. I'm really glad that you circled back to that. And I wanted to let, I wanted to stop you in your tracks. Um, but I'm glad you finished. Yeah. I'm glad you circled back to that because that was something I wanted to bring up earlier. Um, I it's meant not to bring wrong it up to have thought. It's, it's not wrong to have thought in meditation. Um, it's normal. It's totally a myth that you have to be completely silent, that your mind has to be completely quiet. Um, a really good way that I've heard it put, and I actually think I talked about this a couple weeks ago on, on Instagram, was like, um, just like you can't tell your heart to stop beating, you can't truly tell your mind to stop thinking. Like, you can try as hard as you want and a thought's going to creep back in. And I think we've all experienced that. And I think that's where a lot of people get discouraged when they start meditation is like, Oh, well, my mind is racing and I'm not doing this right. So I just give up. Um, and it takes effort and practice to let those thoughts come in and acknowledge them. And like you said, maybe they float away or maybe, maybe you stay with them and that's okay too, but it's not wrong to have, um, an active mind during meditation. It's not wrong to have thoughts. Uh, it, it's very normal. Now, maybe I would discourage like totally getting lost in them. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That even feels a little bit wrong to say. Like, you know, I still want you to be aware of where you are and what you're doing um, and your breath. And maybe you come back to the breath when the thoughts kind of consume you but it's definitely not wrong to have thoughts um I like that question about what do I think about and it really depends uh I mentioned before turning so much of your life into a meditative state um so it depends on what I'm doing uh in my seated meditation practice sometimes it's breath work sometimes it's a mantra sometimes um 
there's a, another style of meditation that I like to practice. Um, or sometimes it's just totally quiet. And um, I don't necessarily do one more than another or, have, or focus on one thing. It's kind of I try to tap into what I need that day and in that moment. Um, mantras are great. They're a great place to start because it gives your mind, it gives your left brain something to chew on while your right brain, your creative side can um, tap a little bit more into that state, um, that higher level of consciousness. But like the left brain always wants something to chew on, right? When you're learning about something new, it wants, it wants to know the structure. It wants to know, um, you know, it wants to have, if we're talking about meditation specifically, it wants to have something to think about and that's okay. So sometimes a mantra is a perfect place to start or the breath or, or maybe it's nothing. Um, it's, it's a very individualized practice. And I think that can sometimes be the tricky thing or um, something people don't know when they're beginners to meditation and, and to yoga and um, to spirituality is like, it's, it's not one size fits all. None of, none of the work that I do is one yeah. size fits all. Yoga, meditation, fitness, nutrition, you know that. Yeah. Um, uh, I listened to your podcast with Keely this morning and she mentioned, you know, we were talking about, you two were talking about nutrition, like what works for Keely isn't what works for you. And that's not what works for me. And that's the same way with meditation. Um, so I try to encourage it to come very organically. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to break down parts of that response because it, it got me thinking a little bit. Um, <laughs> there was a lot I think, to it. Yeah. Cause I think a lot and of people get like, not the answer everyone wants. Yeah. Like they, they, they want to know the exact way that I meditate or the exact yep. way that they quote unquote should meditate. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to share all the different ways that I've tried and all the different things that I know. Um, but again, what works for me might not be best for someone else. And I think this ties back to what we originally were going to do this podcast about, which is kind of like stress. And I feel like actually searching for that answer like actively searching for that answer through someone else creates that stress more than what meditation is actually supposed to do. Yeah. It's supposed to put you in a parasympathetic state. But if you think too hard, there's been some days where I was meditating and I put myself actually back into a sympathetic state, which is really, it's really weird. I really did not like it a lot. It, I was not happy with how my day started. Um, but you have to go through those periods of like find what puts you into that parasympathetic state because like you just said, it's very individualized. And I remember in the beginning when I started, I was looking for that one size fits all answer mm -hmm. with it. Like, what am I supposed to do? This, like, I need this. Um, but it really came down to like, for me, I'll just say it. I mean, breath work really works well for me. Um, mm -hmm. That's like the one technique that I use. Um, I've also done affirmations and stuff like that, like in my own head. Um, that's a good one because I think that that could correlate to a lot of how someone can go and, as I like to say, dominate their day, basically. Um, I think it sets yeah. up people perfectly for that. Um, but, yeah, it's not a one-size-fits-all, and doing it could put you into a stressed-out state <laughs> if you're trying yeah. to answer that answer. I can see how that's frustrating for people. And, you know, um, a guided meditation is a fabulous place to start. I have yeah. several that I'm happy to share or, um, you know, if somebody reaches out and specifically wants something for them, like the more the merrier. I'm, I'm happy for guided meditation, especially as a starting point and maybe as a forever point. If that's what someone resonates with, that's totally fine. Um, I think, I think that's a good starting point. So it's not just like, wow, I'm focusing on this mantra and then my mind's over here and now it's over here. And like, I've totally lost what, what even was my mantra. Um, so sometimes I think having a teacher to guide you through while you learn and experience a new practice is fantastic. If someone, I don't think that's the way Keely did it, to be honest. She's like, she's just so into it. Like she's so into she, meditation and, and she oh, knows so much crazy. about it. I think, she, I think she started with a lot of books, but like, I could see her being one that just like sat down and tried it and figured it out. Um, you have to be curious about your, your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul. Um, and 
I think that's really where meditation people get interested in meditation is they're interested in, in something deeper about themselves. Um, yeah. So guided meditation might be the place to start, but it doesn't have to be the place. Yeah. I started maybe with it's the place to stay forever and maybe people don't do it at all. Yeah. Again, I started it's, with, it's, uh, Sam Harris. Sorry. I started with Sam Harris's, yeah. uh, wake me up at or wake up at, like okay. that's how I started with it. Um, yeah. Sam Harris has, has a voice that just like really, really, I kind of ended up losing myself out of the voice. Like it started with guided. And then by the time I always get into this, and this is exactly what me and Keely discussed about with lifting weights is you get, we're reverting this. We're, we're literally going to revert this all the way back to where we started, which is you literally just get into a flow state where you hear nothing. And it's just, it's like a it's just an eerie silence that is so soothing and so calming that you never thought you'd get there. But when you get there, like I told her in the podcast, you heard like, it's like euphoria kind of in a way like that's how, yes. like, that's how you feel it. Yep. That goes back to that eighth limb, that, that higher level of consciousness. Samadhi. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. And then I want to discuss this because I want to give, I want to give listeners something. Hopefully they've taken away a lot from this, but I want to, I want to revert back to what we were originally going to talk about too, which is kind of putting yourself, getting yourself into a parasympathetic state. Um, I think this is really important. I've touched on it multiple times um, on previous episodes and stuff about how important it is. Um, But I feel like you can definitely kind of make it a lot easier to explain why it's so important to get back into a parasympathetic state, especially when you're done working out. Like, is it supposed, it's supposed to be as soon as possible, hopefully, and as optimal as you can and efficiently, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we want to live a lot of our day um, in a parasympathetic state. Um, Of course, there are times where we need to be in the sympathetic state. Um, You know, if we're talking from an evolutionary standpoint, if we need to, we're foraging for food and we need to run from a bear. Okay. We we all understand that. But um, in our everyday lives, in our training, we need to be in a a sympathetic state. Um, And, but yeah, like you said, it's so important to get back to that parasympathetic and and especially post-workout as soon as you can um, so that your muscles can recover and your body, your entire body can recover and you're prepared to do it again the next day. Um, I think the, I don't want to, I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself, but the, the first place to start is with the breath. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we could spend a whole hour talking about the damage that stress can do to the body. And, and again, it's important to have that sympathetic state, right? That's why our body has that side of the nervous system, um, because at times we do need it. And um, I mean, every day we need it, but we, have, we find the balance between the two. Um, I sort of lost my train of thought there, but. We can, we can go into that more because I think it seems like you have a lot of words to touch on stress right there. And I want to let you continue on. Um, Yeah. I don't care how long we record for, to really be honest, it's up to you. Um, But I kind of want to touch on this as much as we can, because I never really touched on stress. Like, I always feel like a lot of things always come up, which is, oh, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. Everybody kind of says it, so it lacks a day's goal. But how stressed are you? To truly be honest, like, how much is from your own, I, I always ask this to someone when, they always like when I talk about, oh, it's probably because you're stressed. Like they feel like crap. And I'm like, it's probably because you're stressed and you're putting more stress on your body by thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. So let's go into how I want to go into this. How, how does stress really impact? I'm trying to figure out where I want to start with this because it's a very deep, deep topic. Um, but I think. Uh, I don't even know. I'm going to let you just take the floor here and, yeah. just, and just go with it because you're more of an expert than I am at this. Um, I am very lame in terms with everything that revolves around recovery and everything. So uh, we'll just let you take this away with what stress truly does to the body. I know where you're going and I appreciate that you put it into everyday terms because um, 
yeah, you learn all these scientific words and it's like, people don't, don't care. They don't need to hear yeah. that. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> they don't even care um, about parasympathetic and sympathetic. They want to hear, <laughs> right? what fight or, they want to hear fight or flight or peace. It's like, yes, that's how, you. it's thank like, that's it. It's like, there you go. If you want, yes. if you want to know. <laughs> it's the rest and digest versus the fight or flight. And we exactly. need all of it in a day. Yep. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Okay. All right. So the, you know, we, like we said before, we need that sympathetic state. Um, if we're thinking specifically of training, right? Like we, we need to be able to flip that switch on and we need to be able to flip that switch off. Um, but then it's again, seeking the balance and not, not consistently living in a sympathetic state, uh, um, a chronically stressed state. And I think one of the things that you were getting at there is it's like, there's this, um, physical sense of stress to the yep. body but there's also your perceived stress and yeah. and the mental side of it and that's what can add to the physical right a lot of times it starts as mental and then it um it manifests as physical so um if we want to talk about training and bodybuilding specifically um you know the biggest thing one of the biggest things is uh, not recovering properly. And we all know what it feels like to not recover well. We all know what it feels like to be sore for days on end or not sleep well or have crappy workouts because we don't feel good, right? And we didn't, we didn't do the things we needed to do to recover for the next training session. And so now this training session feels terrible. Um, Damage to the heart is a big one, right? If we think about heart attacks, so many times people say, oh, well, they were so stressed. Well, yeah, yes, maybe. Um, I don't want to get into heart attacks specifically today, but, you know, there's there's this physical sense of stress. There's this mental sense of stress. Um, but but too high levels of cortisol can, can damage the heart and the blood vessels. Um, too high too much cortisol influences our mind and we know how that feels when um, the mind starts to race and we can't shut it off and we are, are constantly in that perceived straight state of stress. Um, it influences our sleep. If we're only talking, you know, you know, all the biofeedback markers, you know, the things that are asked for in your daily yeah. log, like how is your energy? How is your sleep? How is your stress? How are all these things? Well, they're all related. Um, and so stress has to be in check in order to have good digestion. It has to be in check in order to sleep well. And if we're not sleeping well, that's also going to influence our recovery. And, and it's just this whole big cycle. It's a big circle. It's all tied yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> so if stress isn't in check, like, man, we're not going to have the results. We're not going to, we're not going to get the results we want. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, one thing, one thing I got from my clients is, I always ask for biofeedback and they always wonder why. And I'm like, this is why I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like it's this, this, and this. Cause it's all connect. I like, you honestly just need to ask, like in all honesty, I start them out with literally how's their sleep and what's their stress level. Because from yeah. there you could basically figure out the rest. Um, I usually, I always tell them to keep notes open, like on like how they feel when they eat certain foods. Like that's mm -hmm. what I do. Yeah. That also helps with it um, because if you, because I think from my perspective, at least for me, I sometimes do when a food doesn't agree with me, it's not from, it's not from a poor stress management. It's more from, I get stressed that that food made me bloat and it's not digesting well, which sure. causes, which causes the stress. Um it's so funny how these are all like inter intertwined and interconnected because yeah. it's it's so important to have I think the two things to have under control in everybody's life is sleep and stress, which is and I remember sorry to continue because usually I let the guests speak as much as possible. Um, You're fine, continue. Joe Rogan Joe Rogan had Matthew Walker on, uh, the author of yeah. Why We Sleep, and he was yep. talking about that people who get who have less than like six hours of sleep are more prone to heart attacks and it's from that because 
when I don't get my sleep, but I don't get enough sleep, I can tell you my stress levels are higher. I feel like shit. <laughs> um, and it just makes the day go poorly, which can lead you to a heart attack, to truly be honest. So um, I think that's just really interesting to kind of point out right there. Yeah, I think probably all of us have experienced a time when we didn't sleep long enough or well or whatever. And, and you know how that makes you feel, right? First, you're like tired and grumpy. And then, and then you snap and then you don't have good training sessions. And then, um, and then you make poor food choices because you're tired and you just want something easy. And then you slack off on your, yeah, all these things. Um, and that's only specifically related to training. Like if we, you know, if we want to talk about the rest of life, um, yeah, stress is huge. Stress is huge. And, uh, in America it's, it's major. Um, and it's not controlled, <laughs> but it needs to be. And that's, yeah, a lot of disease comes from, if you think about the word disease, right, it's dis-ease. We're not at, um, we're not in this peaceful mind state. Uh, and that's, stress is a huge influence on that. And I kind of want to go into that point that you just made real quick before we kind of wrap this all up, because I think this is really important too, because most of my listeners are in America, um, I want to know why it's kind of put, I guess it's acknowledged. Stress is acknowledged. It's very deep. It's a very deep topic that is acknowledged. Um, mm-hmm. Having this conversation. Um, but I feel like it's, it's brought on by a lot of different things. And I kind of want you to go into how, why America, like you just said, I want to go into your point that you just said with about America having high stress levels. Um, yeah is it just from like all the things with like social media like lights and everything like is it all that stuff where a lot of people aren't getting a lot of things that nature truly intended us to have that we're not that we're not getting now and stuff yes i don't think it's just americans um i think it's our sort of western world and i'm sure in eastern culture there is still stress right but if you if you consider the differences between a Western culture and an Eastern culture um, and uh, some of their practices and their rituals and their connection to family and self and spirituality versus ours. um, And it's not that our way is wrong, but uh, it's that maybe we can adapt. Um, Yeah. We're, we're pulled in all these different places. If you think about, you know, how you mentioned um, being called to that relationship when you were younger and then being pulled away from yourself, like we're, we're so caught up in all these things, all these things and, and are, we haven't been raised with a connection to the self Um, or we lost it if we had it potentially. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing is the difference in the culture and, you know, it can be nature. It can be connection to self. It can be connection to family. Um, but we are so caught up in, um, go, go, go and do all these things and be this and do that. And, um, I think you said it perfectly. Honestly, we, we lose the connection to ourselves. Yeah. I think that people no longer take the time to, to kind of just stop. I think that's like the biggest thing. The biggest thing I learned from working with Mark so far is kind of to not really worry about things. It's kind of just mm-hmm. stop. And it's literally like that set, like the acronym KISS. Keep it mm-hmm. simple. Stupid. Like literally that's all you have to do. Like, yeah. It's keep We life. overcomplicate it. <laughs> it's, it's all this extravagant stuff that's posted on I'm going to go on a rant right now. Really, I'm about to rant off. Um, with all this stuff on Instagram with all like these people faking happiness and stuff that truly adds to this because people think that they need this extravagant lifestyle and they go after, there's always something more to go after and stuff like that. When in reality, it's more about the people that you're surrounded with and the things that you have now. Like, yes, there's always a goal to work forward to. I'm not saying... Don't work towards a goal because you need that to even get anywhere in life. Number one, if I haven't stressed anything about, uh um, if I haven't said anything about throughout this whole, however many episodes I've recorded, it's like you had to have a goal to get somewhere. Um, But I think it just comes from everybody has a high expectation of what life is like now due to what social media has done that Mm -hmm. 
I think it causes people to stress out saying they're not successful enough. When in reality, as long as your life is really simple and you're able to have a place to live and you're able to just take, just take notice of things around. I think I realized this after I graduated school and I missed out on a few opportunities. It's kind of just, kind of just stop and kind of just look around for like a few moments a day and kind of just realize where you're at because it puts you back on your, it puts your feet back on the ground where you should be and kind of put you in that state where you feel, you just feel content with life. Like content, yeah. like old people always think content's not a good word, but you know, you sometimes just have to be grateful for the position that you're in. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So there's, there's my rant for the day, people. If you want no, to get, you summed it up perfectly. <laughs> you said it well. Uh, I don't have anything else to add to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully not. I'm praying to God. I was, I was hoping you did, but I mean, sometimes, sometimes I literally just say the right things, you know, it sometimes you just did. happens. Um, yeah, no, absolutely though. Like we get um, so focused on all these other things outside of ourselves. And it's like some, you need to come back to, like you said, what we have and um, uh, take a moment to appreciate that. Yeah. Gratitude. Gratitude. A gratitude practice is a big one. Yep. That's my absolute number one. I have a, I have, I have three journals, I think. So I have one for my podcast notes. I have one for just my content stuff or whatever I write that's not going on the notes app. And then I have, I have another gratitude journal. It's like, my mom looks at me, she's like, you have like four journals here. I'm like, yeah, I need them. I'm like, they all, they they all serve a different purpose. They're all there. They're all nice. They're all shiny. It's, it's good to go. I know which one they're, they're in order. Um, so if they're out of order, you know, my stress goes up. It's, um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it's not a big deal if they're out of order. Um, but yeah, I think since just keeping it simple really just makes life a lot easier for some reason sure that's why i like that's why i like sure bodybuilding it's why i like bodybuilding and training because it's eat the food get the workout in do your cardio get your steps in and you'll, yeah do what you're supposed to do and whatever happens to your body you know what you don't worry about that you have a coach for a reason who looks at your body and has a reason for looking at the biofeedback mm-hmm. so you don't worry you just exactly the actions yeah. Yeah. Do what you're supposed to do and don't overthink it. I mean, that's why I hired Keely, right? Like I, I have a degree in exercise physiology. I could coach myself, but I don't want to. Um, I, I, I want someone to be able to, um, have an unbiased opinion, right? When you're trying to do it yourself, it's like, it's easy to do for someone. I mean, you coach clients too, but you have a coach, like every good coach needs a coach, but, um, to have, someone to look at you in that sense and say, okay, this is what we're going to do this week. Um, and, and not overcomplicate it. Um, and you are just expected to show up and do the work. Yep. Exactly. I think, I think our whole team kind of stresses that if any of their content, if you haven't looked at any of Mark's or Keely's content, it's like all just that it's like all just, you just have to do what, it's not like it's literally not like just do what it says. Just do what the plan says, and that that's it. Um, yeah. So we're kind of wrapping it don't up. Don't do here. extra. Don't do less. <laughs> yeah. So we're kind of wrapping it up here. Um, first off, I want to say thank you for coming on. Thank uh, you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I. The hour flew by. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is this is on air right now. But this is like this is it's it's what this is what me and Keely realized last time when we were recording. It's like. Oh shit. It's like, really? It's like, we just recorded for like an hour. You don't even realize it. This is why I do it because it's like my, it's my new type of flow state where yeah. an hour goes by like it's nothing, like literally nothing. Um, which and it's is just why, good conversation. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's why I enjoy this. Um, and it's, you get to interact with many different types of people from many different backgrounds. So it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, trying to get all the coaches on on the air at some point. Hopefully. Yeah, I love it. I got a few more. I got a few more to go. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. No, I wanted to touch on this because even though we didn't give people too many techniques because it's very personalized, um, 
I think Haley can help everybody out with this. Um, this is what she does. This is why I had her on. I want you to showcase some of your knowledge that you have with the subjects. But I also wanted people to realize that this whole thing that we're talking about here with getting into parasympathetic states, doing meditation, doing yoga, it's all individualized. In yeah. You may follow what a teacher says in yoga, but each person has a different reaction to it. Each, each person gets into different flow state differently. Like it's just, I'm not an expert at it. So I wanted to have someone who is way more of an expert at it than I am. <laughs> um, but I usually ask the same three questions at the end. Um, yeah. I kind of want, I kind of want to change up this first one. So the first one okay. is ask what three things you want people to leave with, but I'd mm -hmm. rather do what three things do you think people should implement to de-stress their life? I know this is a very wise question, but I think this is going to be way better than just three things to leave people with. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, a gratitude practice, breath work, and something physical. Um, yoga, foam rolling, um, stretching. I mean, it's all kind of related, but um, do something for the mind. Do something for the body. So that I think maybe I'm even getting at four things. Um, do something for the mind, do something for the body, do something for the spirit. I was going to add a fifth one. I was going to say, if you haven't heard of Morphogen Nutrition, uh, go, get <laughs> more, go get Morphocom. Yep. Um, quick plug, you can use code SPADA for 10% off. Um, <laughs> I haven't announced it yet, so that will be out before hopefully that announcement. Um, but right if, you, if, you guys, if you guys truly do need a supplement, me and Haley both use this. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, a, we can spend so changer. much more time talking about that too. But. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. It will. It it puts me to sleep pretty damn quick. Um, oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. But thank you for those. Uh. Then next. Um. What three books and or podcasts would you recommend everybody read or listen to? Cool. Not my. Um, not me. You can't. You can't say. <laughs> the you four can't say agreements. Mine. Okay. The Four Agreements is the first book. Um, awesome. That would be, if I could only recommend one book to any person for the rest of my life, that would be the one. Um, I want to tell you all about it, but I want you to go read it. <laughs> I haven't read it, so I actually got to go read it. Um, it. It will teach you a new uh, way of thinking and a new state of being. The Four Agreements. Mm -hmm. That would be the first one. Um Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, very scientific. Like, you have to be um, in the mindset to read that one. But um, but I talk a lot on my Instagram about things from there and uh, kind of the science behind meditation and um, the science behind the ways that we live and the ways that we should live. So, uh Becoming Supernatural. Ooh, a third one. Um, any, any book about meditation um, is a great place to start. Um, I also really like a book called The Align Method. If we want to talk more about the physical side of things, um, that one, yeah, let's go with that. That's my third book, The Align Method. Um, you know, from a physical side of things, it's talking about how to align the body and the different body types and um, how we move from day to day. It also talks about alignment um, in your car while you're driving, alignment in uh, while you're traveling, while you're sitting on an airplane, like all these things, all these ways that we can influence the physical body to be more aligned and, um, and, and the sort of physical practices there. So the four agreements, becoming supernatural, and the Align Method. So three three books I haven't read yet. Uh, Keely was getting on my Keely was getting on my tail about not reading Becoming Supernatural because she brought it up about like a month before we recorded. So um, yeah, I definitely got to get that one. Um, I definitely got to read Four Agreements because it's been brought up about yeah. Start there, and 10, it's a pretty. It's a light. It's a fairly light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think about I think about ten to twelve people have recommended that book so far on my podcast. So no way. <laughs> yeah no That's there's awesome. a there's a lot of books that get repeats on here and i'm yep. like man i got a lot of reading to do um 
So my reading, my book list doesn't doesn't end. Um, Good. It never should. It yeah, it truly never should. Uh, and lastly, last question, kind of shameless plug yourself. Um, where can people find you? Um, whether they want your advice, um, sign up for classes, um, anything like that. Because as you mentioned, you have your Zoom classes. Um, yeah. People want personalized stuff. Where can they reach out to find you on social media or anything? The best way to find me is Instagram. Uh, it's the one where I'm most active, at Haley.Broich, B-R-O-I-C-H-O. It's Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Yeah. I know Spelling. it will be spelled. It will be spelled in the title correctly. I remember, <laughs> I remember this because the first time I spelled Haley wrong, when I sent her a message, it accidentally, it accidentally, it happens. Me. I'm used to it. It's all good. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm too difficult to find on Instagram. Somebody, somebody, I mean, we follow each other. If they really have a hard time, they can find me from your Instagram, but, um, yeah, Instagram would be the place. Um, we we have a lot going on at Dominic Trained. Um, a, a lot of things um, in the works and coming soon. So I'll have like a better website coming soon. But Instagram for now. Um, and send me a DM if you want to do the Zoom yoga. Um, send me an email or a DM if you're interested in coaching. I do, you know, the main thing is the stress management, the relaxation, restoration, recovery. But um, I'm also taking general lifestyle clients. So there's a little plug there too. Um, DM, email, Instagram <laughs> yep. for now. All, all of her stuff will be, guys, all of her stuff will be down in the show notes. Just scroll up a little bit and you'll find it. Um, you'll find how to spell her name correctly. <laughs> um, have her email so definitely go give her some love follow her on instagram because she does post some great content um also if you have any advice i highly recommend you go to her because i did and you never know what type of conversation you'll have it's just a genuine good type of conversation with good tips that i received um so guys uh we all appreciate me and Haley both appreciate you guys listening to this episode of the Ace of podcast. Um, if you enjoyed it, take a screenshot, tag us on your stories. Um, I love showing love back to the people who love the podcast. Um, so thank you all for listening to this episode of the Ace of podcast.